for Gosford Race Club yesterday, the uh, first running of the coast, the richest race ever run at that track, their first ever Saturday Metropolitan meeting, uh, joining a list of other out-of-town clubs that get that privilege. And they turned on a great show, the Gosford Race Club. Congratulations. They were rewarded with a great crowd, a lot of atmosphere there. It lends itself to a great atmosphere, the Gosford Race Course. And Ronnie and Lizzie were with me yesterday. A very enjoyable day, I must say. A uh, long time since I've been to Gosford, but really enjoyed it. Uh, good racing. They got something, I think, something special to build on. Whether we can tweak with the dates a little bit, I don't know. But the, the, it's a, a great little track to watch racing yeah. from. I had a fantastic day. I think it's a great course. I mean, obviously, as far as the provincial tracks go, it's got to be up there of one of my favourite ones that mm. I went to. Just the atmosphere that was created. Really young club as well. The, mm. the, the guys are just, they've got great ideas and I think they've just been given an opportunity to build on, you know, this standalone meeting and I reckon it will be even better next year. Mm. The cup was split. There were three races that were chasing the same sort of horses. The Hollandale up in uh, the Gold Coast, the Wagga Cup on Friday and then the Gosford Cup. Yeah, well, Wagga's just, uh, um, it, it's just massive, isn't it? It, 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 is... it, it was. I, I don't know the official crowd, but I, I was down there for a short time on, on Cup Day and it looked the biggest crowd I've ever seen at Wagga. That's one meeting that does not need promoting. It looks after itself. Mm. Uh, just, um, I haven't been there since riding in Cups there, but, mm. I mean, it has just gone from strength to strength and the... The town, gets the town got behind it. Yeah, they really the, did. And the local businesses as well. Yeah. Now, is there a little case to say, well, wouldn't it be great to have, you know, the Friday Saturday standalone at Wagga for their cup? Mm. Whether, whether the club wants to mess with something that's not broken, mm. and then move on to Gosford, mm. because they, it's the same little pool of horses. Mm. I don't know if there's enough weeks in the year. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but um, you know, the things are structured up pretty well as as it is. But they're. You just think there's room to uh, there's room to split Gosford. You got a Gosford Cup, a Wagga Cup. You got the Takeover Target. You got their sprint. It's uh, you know we're getting the same horses and it's just affecting, well, uh, it's affecting a little bit of quality. I would have thought. No, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. You're splitting the pool. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go to Brandenburg. He was uh, back in form yesterday, getting 
the winner's prize in this half million dollar race for John Sargent and Regan Bayless. Well, it just shows how unlucky he has been um, in his couple of runs back from a spell. I, I thought he got a beautiful ride by Regan yesterday. He drew the outside barrier, and, and the outside barrier of 12 at Gosford from the mile start is not an easy navigation. Uh, he had him just crossing the one-off defence as he got to the first turn, got beautiful cover, presented him probably in the right part of the track at this stage of the day. So it was just a lovely ride that got him home and uh, he deserved that win. Uh, her turn surely is coming. Uh, nudge. Uh, she's just. I think if I had a dollar for every time you said that, we'd be very rich <laughs> yeah, at the moment. <laughs> uh, she's just been so brave all the way through this preparation. That's why, and she's she, you know she had to jump up in class every time. Um, of the others, I would have the third horse there. Host uh, brutality. He got a long way back and charged home. He the key to him is is getting on wet tracks. Uh, all Hallows Eve is was quite good there. A Rappaho, he's got more to offer. He's still a young horse. And I don't know whether it's this preparation or next preparation. I, I, I'm with you. I think he's still a, you know, a young horse, really, and he's still got a bit of weight to put on and things like that. I think next preparation, but yeah. that's not saying he's not going to win a race this preparation. All Saints Eve may have just come to the end of it now. Uh, John Sargent wasn't there. He was expecting this horse to be on the Gold Coast, so he booked a little two-day holiday. He went to the Gold Coast and he watched it from afar. But uh, here's Regan Bayless, who now makes Sydney home. Yeah, he was in really good order. Um, just taking him a couple of runs to sort of come right. And as you said, had, had two luckless runs back on um, this campaign. And today the plan was to go forward from, from the widest barrier, but there was just a little bit too much in speed, uh, good speed from my liking going into that first bend. So this just sort of come back and slotted in midfield. Had a lovely run following Nimalee. Got a good card up and let down really nicely. It's, uh, you only had one ride for the day, but this is the one that really mattered. This is the one you wanted to take home. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, well placed by Sarge because he was going to go up to Queensland and uh, he didn't get a run, but you know he stuck to our guns here, even from the wide barrier, and um, it's paid off today. And what do you think his future holds in the next sort of few runs? He's back in form. Where do you think he can go to? Well, this is his first prep now as a gelding. I think he's come back in tremendous order, a lot more sort of focused horse. So, um, you know, the world's his oyster, but I'm sure Sarge will place him right. All right, let's go and hear from uh, Mark Pilkington, one of the part owners of Brandenburg. Johnny Sargent uh, made sure we nom for the race when we were thinking of maybe going to the, uh, Queensland and uh, shame he's not here to have a drink with the big fella tonight, but a big thrill for everyone. Good decision, late. I would have thought so. <laughs> I think it's proved pretty well and Reagan Bayless has ridden quite a lot of winners for us over the years too and he's got a nice affinity with the owner, uh, you know, main principal Darren Thomas and all the crew and a couple of his mates in the horse that, you know, we bought as a young horse and he's actually a half-brother to Lover Lover, of course, who won a, you know, good race for Johnny Sargent for us. So, yeah, big thrill. And Lizzie, more than likely going to the Doom and Cup now. That's correct, yeah, more than likely heading to the Doom Cup. Didn't Pilko look as though he was really enjoying the Gosford atmosphere? Oh, yeah, he, was, he looked like one of the locals <laughs> there. Did, he didn't shirt, he? The shirt undone. <laughs> Rope around his oh, neck. We, oh, we need to buy him a gold chain or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get one of I'll get one of Munsey's yeah. to give him. Yeah. <laughs> and lend him your white shoes. <laughs> Here's Damien Fitton from the Chris Waller camp about Nudge. It's great to um, have, have two runners in the coast the first year. Um, look, Nudge was very unlucky. She was just back a long way off him at the top of the straight. And uh, to her credit, she never gave up and she uh, was only beaten half a length. So uh, it's very exciting. I'm sure the owner's got a thrill out of it. And it's a, a great initiative for this uh, meeting and it's been very good. And uh, as we go to a break, we'll come back and look at the cup and also the takeover target. Here's Joe Pride on brutality.
Yeah, look, it's a really good effort. He probably just peaked on his run the last 50, which would have cost him second, but a, but a, but a great effort from a horse who got in on the limit weight and, and was probably punching above his weight to be taking on those horses. But I think going forward, we've got a, we've got a really nice horse who's, who just keeps improving. What sort of targets can you set him in the future? Just look, they've got to be wet tracks. That's the key to him. He, he just, he's so much better on the wet than he is on the dry. He's certainly up at the right time of year. I'll, I'll travel him if I have to, but he's a, he's a horse who sort of runs at least a mile and just, yeah, as I say, just wants wet tracks. The takeover target stakes, the uh, feature sprint at Gosford yesterday. Enchanted Heart, boasts a win over Lost and Running and then was defeated last start but bounced back very quickly. Yeah, Chris has done an amazing job with her and uh, she did bounce back with that soft track and relaxing much better. She was always in control here and Collett knows her well. And if you're one of her supporters in this race, it was a dead set easy watch when she made her move on the point of the turn here. And was too good. Much better from Snitch. Uh, no excuses for Easy Eddie. I thought he was ridden to his strengths and and, uh, and disappointed. And obviously, Senior Fox is a dry tracker. He's a he still went well, but his his greatest asset is his is his acceleration on dry tracks. But uh, uh, she's a good she's a good little mare. She started off. I th uh, she started off at a maiden that got beaten at Tamworth Maiden, and mm. then she won a maiden at Moree. So she's come a long way. <laughs> she has. That, that says something about the way that Chris has placed her and he how he has trained her. Mm. Has to, doesn't it? That she's gone through her grades and progressed in that type of fashion. Yeah, no doubt. And he, he always does. He places his horses beautifully. And here is Chris Lees and also Jason Collett. Probably wasn't the strongest takeover target, but um, they can't take that off a CV. And she's, she's a nice, nice mare going forward over the winter. She can um, stay in this grade if the right race presents in Queensland with the right type of um, ground for her. That type of track today, and just got a lovely card into the race. You know, there's good speed, good solid tempo, and um, lovely ride from Jason. Presented at the right time and got the job done. Yeah, that's a couple now. Tactical advantage, 2019. Old Captain Bax in 2008. Yeah, we're getting old, Greg, aren't we? Aren't we what? <laughs> we are 50. <laughs> Brit's best for Max. Yes. That's a, yes. That feels like a long, long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, that was. And, and here's another one. So it's uh, it's been a good track to your family, hasn't no, it, Gosford? Been, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's an hour down the road. It's a great track to race on and great that they've got a sad day race meeting and, and they've got a great crowd to, to go with it. Phil and the, and the team there, yeah, really, really happy for them. Uh, she did. She, they, they, Chris and the team, they, they found a, a really suitable race for her. Um, and yeah, look, got, got the track conditions to suit too. And obviously, overdid things last start, didn't get that cover, and she didn't settle. So today was very, uh, very neutral from the barriers to make sure she did things right the first half of the race. She's got a short sprint. Um, but look, over the 12, it's fine. I, I, I come, come short last prep over 14. But she is, yeah, uh, knowing her really well, Lizzie, it, it helps definitely. There's Enchanted Heart winning the uh, takeover target. We go now to the listed Gosford Cup and the grey mare, Polly Grey, wins. Yeah, this was her race. Uh, obviously, again, she's a mare with the wet track record. Um, she hit this race at the right time. Perfect setup, perfect ride and uh, gets the job done. Uh, 
Eliferous, she loomed to win. She just doesn't know how to put a field away. She just wants to, when she gets there, she wants to duck in and, and not go straight. I think she goes to a broodmare sale now where a lot of mares do it this time of year. Wukok, well, we know him. When he gets it soft, he just uh, grows another leg. If he'd had one more run under his belt, he would have been a bit more dangerous. You he? said how good he looked. Yeah, how, how much improvement he'd made. And Chris has him in this time of year knowing what type of tracks he's going to get. Mm. My old mate there, Kariff, I'm, I'm, I'm on him. I just think he can win at good... He can run a big race at odds at his next start. He's just... He's just... He's got a bit of a pattern about him. He takes a few runs, he gets tough, and then he's always a knockout chance. So I thought after they out-sprinted him there, he rallied again pretty well late, and he's just about ready. I don't know, maybe something in Queensland, Queensland Cup. Well, I don't know if he, what way he'd get in a race like that, but there's something for him. Uh, the, the biggest mystery of the race was the plunge on Hush Rider, who, who just doesn't go a yard in the wet. I don't know where that... When I say a plunge, he was 21s into about $7. And he just kept firming gradually. It wasn't one big go, it was just uh, across the day. Yeah, he's a, he's a, well, all he is is a dry tracker, and I, I, don't, know where that, I don't know where that move come from. Uh, but he sat wide and dropped off. Uh, let's go and hear from, um, once again, um, Damien Finton and also Tommy Berry. She just got across beautifully. She switched off nicely and um, she was just, yeah, too good. What a great prep she's had. A Group 3 opponent and now a Gosford Cup. Yeah, she's, she's actually uh, thrived this preparation. Um, these, these mares that come from New Zealand, they kind of take a preparation to acclimatise to Australia, although it's not that far away. But, look, she's come into her own this prep and um, the owners have had a lot of fun with her and she just keeps improving. She's been placed very well by the team. I know they've had this race on the radar for quite a while with her and... Um, as you said, the track was perfect. She's had a great preparation and um, was a little bit closer than I expected, but a couple of the inside speed horses just didn't show as much speed, so we just uh, rode like the best horse that paid off. She's quite a big, strong, brute of a horse, and I rode her just before she won with James, and I had a tough run, albeit over a mile, and she was still quite big in condition then, and she still feels like she's got plenty of racing, and she's had a few runs now, so uh, it's very well done by him. Well, there were the three feature races from yesterday, and we're going to look at all other races in just a moment. But here is the CEO of the Gosford Race Club, uh, Daniel Lacey, on yesterday's success. It's been really good. I've, um, I, I would say I've, I've enjoyed it personally. I've been running around a lot, but I think everyone here has. You know, the racing's been really good. The weather's, you know, really played a part as well. And as you said, the music's playing now, and I think everyone's having a good time. The races, uh, the major races rather, taken out by quality horses, Enchanted Heart, Polly Gray, and the main one, Brandenburg, a former winner of the Hobart Bill Stakes and a place getter in a Doncaster. That's good quality horses. Yeah, you know, look, looking at the field, I mean, the takeover target field wasn't huge, and, you know, the cup, we just had the 10 in there, but the quality was definitely there. And uh, that coach race was great. The, the roar from the crowd was really loud. You know, the, the owner was absolutely stoked. So um, I think it's been a great day in, in terms of racing. I understand it was a sellout in the end. How many people here? Yeah, so with our restrictions, we're just under 3,000 and we sold out this morning. So to sell out is, is brilliant for us. It uh, just, just gives us something really to build on for next year and uh, we'll be able to go bigger and better, hopefully when restrictions are lifted. No doubt there'll be a debrief with Racing New South Wales about how today went and how you go forward and improve. How do you think that'll go? 
I think it'll go really well. <laughs> you know, um, we've done our best to promote the event. Um, Racing New South Wales work with clubs like us who, um, you know, always forward thinking, always trying to do new things. And I think we've done that. You know, we've had the horses on the beach this week down at Terrigal and we've really got the name of the coast out there in the community. And that's what they want. That's what we've, uh, you know, put out there. And, and I think it's a really good relationship that will continue going forward. Okay, race number one, let's go back to the start of the program and this horse doing uh, great work for Bjorn Baker. Overpass has now won three in a row. He is a beauty. Um, he's gone from strength to strength ever since he was beaten at his first start by the Glen Eagles, who we're looking forward to seeing in, uh, in Brisbane. He never really travelled, and uh, but he's just got desire. He looks a good pres prospect. Uh, you think he can keep training on? Bill Bjorn yeah. doesn't stop easily with him. Gonna... No, well, he doesn't, he doesn't look as though he's going backwards. He only looks as though he's going forwards. Not There's, there's a marginal improvement in him physically, but mentally he's definitely a lot better in the yard, more relaxed and switched off and I think that every time you see him he seems to impress you so that suggests that there is a, mm -hmm. there has been marginal improvement with him but yeah he's a nice type. Kinexi was his first run as a gelding and he was pretty good so he's I'm probably up at the right time of year. Sweet Ruby uh, stuck on stewards uh, said to Robbie that they thought he may have handed up the lead a little bit too soon there and Kalino was okay spell time for and again and I, if you see the head on of that race, Cork Harbour, forget he went round, he was dipping and diving. He mm. did not handle that going one bit. He so. was, he, he was going to, it was never going to get a great run in transit on the no. map, was he? And that's what happened to him. But I, I think he's one of the better types of the field. Mm, and he's, and yet dead set, he w did not handle that going. You could blatantly see that. Well, here's Bjorn Baker, who loves winning. And Josh Parr got on the board early at his home track. Great to win for Derby Racing, uh, my number one supporter and uh, forever grateful for that and they just keep buying very good horses and keep popping up every Saturday so they've got another good one and I'm the lucky benefactor. He's obviously a very, very good horse and he just keeps raising the bar and he's no nonsense, He's um, I didn't think we'd get this far at the start of the prep even when he trialled. He was culty, he did a lot wrong, he was sort of hard to manage as he's raced and, and, and got deeper into his preparation. He's, he's just switching off, he's relaxing, he's a gentleman at home now and um, he just keeps raising the bar. I thought it was a massive one today, caught deep, it didn't work out, we're, we're looking to be positive but he just didn't have that gate speed and he looks like he's going to get over further as well so um, really big one. He's a horse that I've marked out as a, as a Brisbane horse, he, he's got the ability to go there, whether he's ready for it I'm not too sure, you know, as you said he just keeps, keeps improving so where his level is, oh god, it, I, I don't, the pineapple's the answer. It, um, he was a different horse today, he was his demeanour was a bit different and that could possibly be the 12-day the back up to, to Warwick Farm and then the 10-day back up to today. So he, he raced a little bit dour. Uh, that, was, that was interesting. So hopefully there's still improvement to come this prep. All right, race number two on the programme. Have a look at this. This is Blondeau. This was the biggest shock of the day. Um, 
Uh, this all this form from this race is, should be followed. This is going to be a very strong form race. They've run. I don't know how they've run this time in comparison to the day. They've, they've absolutely flew here a second or more than the other 1,200 metre race. Look at the turn of speed. Is that the real Blondo that we just saw? Um, if, he, if it is, he should charge through his classes this preparation. Uh, what about that horse from Hong Kong? First up in two years, he got held up at stages during that race, the I Am Power. That's a very encouraging run from him. Henshaw, no excuses, travel well in the run, but just probably not good enough to run that time. And there's, there's others there, Flat Heaven, I think, back on a bigger track, wrong part of the track, and a dry track for him, maybe another chance. And quite right, his stablemate is a dead set dry tracker as well. That is strong form, very strong form. Yeah, well, if you think it's strong form, then you definitely follow the first two horses because uh, Blondeau had improvement to come in his coat, so he still wasn't quite there yeah. yet. And the second horse, well, he just, he, they'd got him as fit as they could possibly get him, and he just needed it yesterday. Yeah, well, they got the cup later on with Polly Gray, uh, Waller and Berry. Here's Damien Fitton representing the Waller racing team. Shows he's going to be a force to reckon with uh, during these winter months. Um, the tracks are going to be wet and the owners are going to have a lot of fun with him. He was outpaced early. Uh, we wanted to be a pair closer, um, but they ran along at a nice tempo and Tommy was just patient. Um, he was very confident before the race, uh, thinking that the track was more on the heavy side of the soft. So we know he relishes that. He won impressively at Warwick Farm last preparation on a heavy. Um, but that was very dominant today. When I saw six out of eight in a trial, I had to go back and watch it. But um, Huey had him nice and hidden away there at Rose Hill. And horses like him need confidence, I think. And Chris has done a lot of work to try and get that confidence back to him because early on there was quite big wraps on him. And um, for him to start off the preparation like that, who knows what's in store for him. All right, uh, Scotty Singleton, very dangerous in highways. Uh, he moved from Hawkesbury to Scone and he's made the most of that move. His last chance dance. Well, he is very dangerous in these highways, uh, Scotty, and um, trying to do the form on this race got it completely wrong. I thought he was just a, you know, th oh, she was just a thousand metre mare, but obviously not. They, they, she had very confident support in the market. Robbie pushed the button on the point of the turn there and off she got, off she went. She out sprinted them and left them flat footed and they were coming at a late, but it was just a, you'd have to say a nicely timed ride. Uh, Cat Gully Red, as I said, was just flat footed being with her and then out sprinted and then rallied again late. Now, that's much better, isn't it, from Mr Wong, um, second up after a year off. Um, he's going to get a... racing style. Yeah, yeah, he just misses the start and, and then does a few things wrong, but... Um, he might that this might knock the edge off him for next time at Ramwick or yeah. so a bigger track. Put it I that think way. the la the second and the third horse will be winning a highway in weeks to come. Yep, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, here is Robbie Dolan. Yeah, just about got there. Um, the plan all along was to go forward and just try and get a couple of cheap sections in the middle, which I thought I did amount to probably between the eight and the and the, and the six. Um, I sort of wanted to try and pinch a break because she's got a real good turn of foot and I thought 1200 would be a little bit of a question mark but she just saw it out. Um, that one's definitely dedicated to Billy Cray who was up there in the stands. Billy had a fall last week and he got dragged so um, he's out injured at the moment. He does a bit of work for Scotty Singleton so uh, well done Bill. Let's go to race number four on the program, uh, Prince of Aragon for John Thompson and Blake Spriggs. Well, well what a win. Um, he travelled sweetly all the way. 
Um, only horse to come up probably the rail all day. Puts three lengths on him. I thought he had another one. I thought he had better form on the dry. But back uh, back home with uh, John, he he's obviously enjoying enjoying his life. He's fully loves his racing. He loves his racing. He's a four-year-old, fully mature now. I thought it was a great ride. Saved all the ground. Yep. Uh, we we don't yeah, great ride. Terrific ride. He knows him well, uh, Blake. The little master. Yep. And he, wow, where can, where can he go, this horse? After doing what he's done in his two runs back, uh, he's proved that um, he can win a few more races, that's for sure. Uh, Tectonicus, Honest Again, that'll top Montserrat off for something similar grade. You know, it was one of those races, but the, the winner was just so dominant and very, very good. Okay, let's go and hear from um, John Thompson and Blake Spriggs. A bit worried about the soft track today, but um, a, a masterful ride there by Blakey, and yeah, he got the job done. No reason why this form can't continue the way he's going. He's going well. He's always been a nice horse. You know, he's, he's probably matured a bit now, and, and he's coming into his own. He's going very well. I said to Paul this morning, he's in the zone. Uh, he won well the other day. We lucky enough to pull off a little bit of a plunge there. We thought he was going well, and he'd done well between runs. These colours are obviously very special, so um, everything that's sort of happened over the last couple of months, it sort of gets a little bit emotional, but um, really pleased for, for Paul and for, for Ange and the family. And um, for me, it's not about the money, it's just riding for them and having the success for great people. Yeah, you great friends of yours. Just elaborate a little bit on the connection that you guys have. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it goes back a long way. We, we um, had, had our biggest success with Sir John. Uh, he won the Metrop and I actually rode him in the in the Caulfield Cup, the Melbourne Cup, and have had uh, a fair share of injuries since then, but Paul's always stayed loyal, and he kept me on this horse after he won so well first up, and uh, I was able to repay it with, with a nice win, and hopefully can go on to bigger and better things now. Yep, Blake, very close to uh, Paul Fudge. Now, now we go on to Avian Fury uh, in the next race. Uh, another Thompson, this time Glenn. Yeah, and he, he deserved another win, Avian Fury. He's been racing so, so well. Um, I know he won at Canterbury four starts back then. He contested the sky high, this Neville Selwood. No luck at Canterbury. He's above average. Um, Glenn's done a great job with him. He's uh, kept, the, kept him up and going and holding his form in, in terrific style. Uh, I think Parry Sound had too. I don't want to be too critical. I thought he, he should have gone close there. He had he had to make a couple of early moves in that race when with the big weight that he had, um, I thought he was gallant in defeat. So, although not wanting to take away from the winner, I, th I could make a little case that the second horse should have nearly got him there. High opinion. What a good old horse he is. He just has to go every time. Ready by design and my swashbuckler. They, they both battled away but weren't up to the, that little class rise. But um, good contest and uh, good training performance. All right. Uh, let's go and hear from Glenn Thompson and Kieran McAvoy. Yeah, no, it was very good. It's well deserved. The horse has been racing very well and it was a great ride by Kieran. He uh, made all the difference and got the job done. Did you think you found the right race today? Uh, I thought I'd found the right race last week, a couple of weeks ago at Canterbury, but the way the tracks played all day just put him completely out of it. Um, looked a nice race for him today, but. Um, you know, you always sort of second-guess yourself till you see them produce on, the, on race day, but uh, no, very happy to get the result. Nice to get that first winner in, in the Sydney metropolitan area for him, and um, as you said, he's, he's been racing well this prep, and he was turned out lovely. He looked great. He gave me a lovely ride. Um, he was in a nice frame of mind, and, and it, was, um, it was pleasing. He travelled nicely, and race was sort of turned on at the 700, but he was up to the task. He, he got into the race and stayed on well the last bit.
So we go to the last of the day. April Rain was sent out uh, the favourite and couldn't couldn't get the job done. It was Stella Pauline, second win in her career, but her bankroll is well over 600000 which tells you how good she is. Oh, she promised so much um, early on, and uh, she's... She's a good mare in her own way. Just lost her way a little, but there was there was really good signs there um, in the PJ Bell at a previous start that she was on the way back, and and I, I thought she was very good. Uh, I thought the favourite was there to beat her at the right time. Um, I, 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 she was beaten, but far from disgraced. April Rain, uh, she had a little bit to do with the big weight they they didn't claim on her, so I still want to follow her. She, I still think she's a a stakes class sort of a mare. And, you know, disappointing if you backed her, but I, would, I wouldn't rule her out of continuing to improve. No, I agree with you. And Stella Pauline, with her, the reason why she had that big paycheck to her name is because she ran in the Magic Millions yes. and ran second. So that's, right. that's why she's, you know, she's got those big mm. price tag, that big um, prize money price tag. But it's good to see her back in form, but still a massive fan of the second horse. Mm. Uh, let's go and hear from Peter Snowden and also the comeback kid, Andrew Atkins. Glimpse of that uh, coming last that uh, last start, uh, I, I thought Greg, she was starting to get somewhere back to her old best, and uh, in a good quality race, she hung on really well. Only been the short margin, but in her work's been terrific. Uh, she looks terrific in herself, but she's done that before and has to produce on race day. So yeah. it's good to see you put two good runners together again now. No, look, it's been great to get back and obviously had seven rides today, which is good. I mean, getting nice support. Um, right for a lot for Peter and Paul, and I'm thankful they stuck with me with her because um, she was knocking on the on the board and. Put a good, good run in last start and she hit the line well and I was pretty confident with her today. Alright, well that's a look at uh, Gosford. Now let's have a look at racing from uh, other parts of the country and here is yesterday's South Australian derby. 2,500 metres the journey. A name, Explosive Jack, we know very, very well. We saw him in Sydney. He's now a two-time, a three-time, a three-time <laughs> three derby winner. Third, let's crack a deal. Explosive Jack burnt to the lead. Charge three in front. Let's crack a deal giving chase. Explosive Jack clear from Let's crack a deal who's trying hard. Then Noble Heights, but Explosive Jack, the Tasmanian Derby, the Australian Derby, and now the Tap South Australian Derby. What a moment. Explosive Jack wins it from Let's crack a deal. Noble Heights, and she brings it a blinder. Followed by Royal. Okay, tell me about how good this horse. He is one. He's not getting the credit he deserves. This horse. He's one serious stayer. And I thought we said that after the Sydney Derby. Now, what is he? There's only been a few horses to win three derbies. Tullock, uh, Stormy Rex, um, Silver Sharp, mm -hmm. and one that's won four. And he might get a chance to to, to to do that if he goes to Queensland. That's Diana. And that's when they had two derbies in Western Australia that year. Mm -hmm. Um, they had the Australian Derby there as well, as well as the Western Australian. So he's won four, he won four derbies, Diana, for Bart. This horse could do it. He could do it. He is a serious, serious stayer. He's a Melbourne Cup horse, that horse. And, he's, mm. and just Kieran with those stays, he keeps them going, he travels them. He's got a... When you look at him physically, he's got the constitution yeah. to carry on as well. He's really big, 
tall, strong, good bone on him, massive. Do you remember me talking about his feet? Yes. Huge feet he's got as well. And he's just really, he's just a really strong, brawny, tough Aussie stayer. Is he what? Yeah. Is he what? We had, we had um, Explosive Jack with the big feet yeah. and Queen of Wizardry with the big ears. Big ears. <laughs> Flopsy. Flopsy. Um, we're going we're gonna to take a break. When we come back, Michael Maxworthy's going to take us through Hollandale Stakes Day at the Gold Coast. had a wonderful day's racing yesterday at the Gold Coast for the Group 2 Hollandale Stakes meeting. It was one great race after another. Uh, the weather was absolutely beautiful. We had a big crowd in attendance. The track started out just into the heavy range, but it was upgraded after a couple of races, but the jockeys still wanted to get away from the rails. The first of the highlights was race two on the card. It was the bat out of hell over 900 metres, and the well-backed Osmanov for Toby and Trent Edmonds managed to win the race given a lovely ride by Bailey Noder. He stalked the leaders, turning into the straight, came to the outside, and he ended up running down Sugar Boom with Niedorp running a good race. She just couldn't go the speed, Niedorp, but she, she held on quite well there. But all honest with the winner, Usmanov. Uh, Toby Edmonds said after the race that he's going to have a look at some short-course sprint races throughout the rest of the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Now on to our next feature, race three. This was the Gold Coast Cup, over 2,400 metres, and I think Michael and Richard Friedman unveiled a very nice stayer here. He's a five-year-old. Uh, he's, uh, he's by Motivator, who won an Epsom Derby, so little wonder this guy can stay. He's a horse called Alakasan, and he stepped it up a, a fair bit on his victory on Anzac Day on the Kenzo track to taking on much better opposition here. And under Craig Williams, he got into the outside. He finished brilliantly, full of running. So I think this horse can go places. Keep an eye on him over the next few months. The gold market was the next feature race we're going to look at. Baller has had a number of trainers. He was on his third trainer this time, and he got the money in the gold market. Now trained by Tony Gollan. He'd won a trial and a jump out, so it was no surprise to see him run well here. I thought the runner-up racecourse road was good because he led. He looked out on his feet, but Baller managed to get through along the inside and out-worried him late. Racecourse road second. Wisdom of Water was quite good as well because he hesitated at the start, but he still managed to get third and Stampy was okay too. So to race number five, another of our features. This was the Ken Russell Memorial Classic and it was a race that went right down to the wire. Some terrain in is the absolute deepest and Ranch Hand is back near the inside making some grab at about three lengths off them. In front Dovetail Diva from Baby Wong. Ranch Hand attacking the line the inside now. Rhapsody Rose and Subterranean down the outside. Dovetail Diva. The Rowers Ranch Hand. Subterranean out wide. Ranch Hand's in front from Subterranean who lunges a photo. Ranch Hand or Subterranean. Not sure third. Rhapsody Rose uh, or uh, close up there was Dovetail Diva. Well, what a finish. I think most of us at the track felt that Ranch had just got there, but the judge went subterranean on the outside. Subterranean hesitated a little bit, but he really powered late. Ranch Hand, he had that good gait, and James just couldn't get him away from the rails, and that probably made the difference. Now, we're going to see these two lovely horses line up again in a couple of weeks in the million-dollar uh, BRC size at Eagle Farm, and then on to the JJ Act 
Hopkins and they're going to appreciate getting out to something a little further. Now for the Phillies bracelet, race number six on the card. Chris Waller had quite a few runners here. He ended up running first, second and third. But the chestnut filly, Grayson Harmony, ended up making it three wins on the trot. Just in front here is Easy Farmer. Grayson Harmony has quickly dashed past it now. Senior Anira down the outside. The leader though was Grayson Harmony by length and a half from Senior Anira. Grayson Harmony's in front from Senior Anira and Grayson Harmony. Grayson Harmony's won the bracelet from Senior Anira. Third only words. Good luck was good soys ahead of Easy Far. Chris Waller was at the Gold Coast yesterday and he did say that those three fillies are likely to clash again in a couple of weeks in the Roses en route to the Oaks. Now to the Gold Coast Guineas and uh, this was taken out by Mabusha and I think the tempo of the race told the story here. Jim Byrne was quickly out of the gates on her and he got her up outside the leader and she was full of running turning into the straight but they ran 37 and a half uh, very moderate through the first half and it was little wonder that she was able to power away and score a dominant win. Tremonto was up there, he was on the lead, I thought he held on quite well at a big price and then Kisikano was ran a better race, checking in in third place. Now to the feature, the AD Hollandale stakes over 1800 metres. Zaki, trained by Annabelle Nisham, was very heavily supported here. He was up in about fourth position in the blue colours and he absolutely dominated this field. Zaki on the outside. Toffee Tungens back nearer the inside there. Next one, 15 stars. And further back in the field, then Avilius down the outside. But Zaki, Zaki's shot clear here from Shad Ambition. 15 stars the next one. But it's all Zaki. One-way traffic heavily backed and Zaki bolts in the Hollandale. Zaki's won from 15 stars and Shad Ambition. Well, I guess the question after that is, how are they going to beat Zaki in the Doomba? Cup in a couple of weeks' time. Those horses that finish behind him will need to get going, and we've also got Mugger 2 and also Sir Dragone waiting in the wings, so it's going to be a great Doombin Cup. Now to the Silk Stocking, and uh, the winner here really dominated the race. This was uh, Yamazaki, and she she was up challenging for the lead at the top of the straight. I thought Wonderful Riri was going to make a race of it, but Yamazaki raced away the trainer David Pfeiffer and Mark Zara and scored a comprehensive win. And David said in an interview after that he's going to stick to mainly mayor's races for the balance of the carnival. So it was a great day at the Gold Coast yesterday and it's going to get better as we step it up to Group 1 Racing next Saturday for the Doombin 10,000 where Eduardo in tab all in prices at the moment is the current favourite. We'll see you then. We'll see you then, Maxi Eduardo. Yeah, the Doombin 10,000 because Nature Strip not going there now. Yeah. Uh, they have an exhibition gallop at Newcastle yesterday for a few of these horses uh, heading north. The um, Tancred Cox Plate winner, uh, Sir Dragon A, um, he's last of the three. You've got Southern France and you've also got Toscanini who's heading towards a derby. Yeah, so you've got probably, I don't know, a couple of Brisbane Cup horses and a, a, a Queensland derby type here. There's Doom and Cup for uh, yeah, Sir Dragon A. Yeah, Doom and Cup Doom for, and Cup for Sir Dragon A. Brisbane Cup this year, two mile, back to two mile. Yeah, what a great move. That is a great move. And just back to my derby predictions there before, I've got a message here. I'm, I've forgot one. Royal Sovereign. Royal Sovereign. Royal Sovereign was another one that won three derbies. Yep. Um, three good derbies for Ray Selkirk, wasn't it? Ray Selkirk, yeah. Mm. So four, he's going for four. He's going for four. Yeah, um, explosive he just Jack. researcher. Yeah, I know. I need yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put you onto a good one. Um, <laughs> is gonna, it cheap? Yeah, oh yeah. A lunch at China Doll, that's all. Uh, here is a break and then we'll come back and have a look at Wagga from Thursday and Friday.
go. Marwa in control. Travels well here. Two lengths in front. Forever New York open-minded trying to stick with Marwa. He kicked at the 250. Marwa's three lengths in front. He left them standing, the former Queenslander. And the town plate is off and gone. It's Marwa. Handle the truth out of the pack. Runs to second. This is a demolition. Marwa bolts in by five. Handle the truth ran second. 400 ago. Inverloch full more. Inverloch three lengths in front. Yonkers is giving chase. Then Maid of Ore, Spirit Ridge. Inverloch two lengths in front. Yonkers is wearing it down. Inverloch in front from Yonkers. Then Spirit Ridge. Inverloch in front. 100 metres left to go. Yonkers trying hard. Inverloch from Yonkers. Spirit Ridge flying. Inverloch. Inverloch won the cup. Did it all. Second Spirit Ridge. Yonkers third. Well uh, what looked to be a record crowd, it really, they got their money's worth. Mm. Some great racing over the two days down there at Wagga, and uh, the other thing worth mentioning is how good that track is. Uh, yeah, no doubt. A great competition, good track, and a, a fun time had by all. What about Marway? Wow. Where's he going to go? Where, what can he do, Marway? Let's find out. Oh. Here's Mark Newnham. I'll give him an easy week, but oh, look, he probably only has one more run before he has a short break, and, and I might run him in the June stakes at Ramwick on the 12th. Um, but look, we'll just see how he is over the next week. He's been fantastic for you. 12 wins and 7 placings out of his 27 starts. Were you expecting him to win that easily? Oh, look, I'd like to say I was, but uh, no, look, he went down there, you know, to be, you know, hard to beat, and, and he proved that, uh, you know, he was a worthy favourite, but you never expect the horse to go out and win by four lengths, but uh, look, since he's come down from Rockhampton, he's six starts, four wins, and I think there's still a fair bit of improvement in him. What about next weekend, Scone, Friday, Rose Hill, Saturday? I'll have a couple of runners in the minor races at Scone on Friday, and then uh, Rose Hill Saturday, I'll have uh, Expat in the Denise's Joy. And Splintex? He'll go to Doombin for the uh, Doombin 10,000, so it gets his chance to uh, get a Group 1 on the board. OK, he's uh, last start um, winner at Splintex. Now let's have a look at uh, the Waller team for Scone on Friday, Rose Hill Saturday. Yeah, Dealmaker and Order again, they're both in the Scone Cup on Friday over a mile. Uh, they've also got nominations in the Luskin Star on Saturday at Rose Hill. Uh, we'll just see how they come through uh, yesterday's trial at Warwick Farm. And, see where their fitness levels are at and determine where their first up runs are. But both horses have come back in great order and uh, they're in for good preps. What about Fiesta, a good horse in the Hortensia? Yeah, Fiesta, she's in the Hortensia. She also holds a nomination uh, on Saturday in Queensland in the 1200 metre fillies and mares race. So we'll just weigh up her options. She's a mare that uh, we need to try and get a bit more back tight with her. Um, the mare sale is coming along quickly. Uh, it will determine if she races on for another season or we do sell her. But, uh, we'll just find the right race for her where she's suited and, and go from there. Also another interesting runner on Saturday in the two-year-old Phillies race headliner. Yeah, headliner. She, she's a really nice filly. Um, she's still still a few months away, but she's come back enormous this preparation. Um, she's nominated in the Woodlands. Uh, we'll just see how uh, she fares in that race once the draws come out. Um, and Chris will make a decision from there. Uh, and John Thompson's going to have a hand in the Scone Cup as well. Purple Sector, Cuba heading to that meeting and uh, we had Sweet Deal being sold at the Chairman's. There yeah, was, we're gonna, Lizzie's got a few more details about uh, some other horses that that, that Chairman sold, but let's hear from John Thompson. Um, we get to Sweet Deal and then we'll come back and talk more about that. Yeah, look, he ran well the other day. It was a much improved run and uh, I'm sure getting to Scone on a firm track again uh, will really suit. He's going well and uh, he's getting close to a win. 
and Cuba? Cuba, it's actually his first trial, try at a mile, but um, he's been settling well and he's actually been running like he wants a bit further now, so we'll give him a crack. Also on Friday in the Coolmore Duck, Jewel, you've got more profits. What about that horse's chance? Yeah, looks lovely there. She ran well the other day. She's on the wrong part of the track. Obviously, the winner won well. Um, you know, she, she ran good, sort of set it up for this run, and uh, she's been set for it, and she'll run well. And turning to Saturday with several runners in the Hortensia, you've got for two. Yes, wrapped uh, to have this mare back. She trialled nicely the other day. She's come on from that. Uh, she's just one of those mares that give you 150% and uh, whatever beats her will win the race. Extreme time's been good for you already and you got it in the Woodland Stakes over 1,100 metres. Yeah, a little bit tricky, just come from the 12 back to the 11, but I give her a little freshen up at the farm between runs. Uh, very promising filly. Uh, I do think she'll be better next time in, but uh, class takes you a long way and she'll be hard to beat. And finally, in the richest race across those two days, you got Supremo going to the three-year-old guineas. What do you think? Yeah, look, he's a promising horse. Uh, he won very well the other day, first start as a gelding, and uh, he seems to have come on from that run, and it's just a nice race for him. Perfect distance, nice big track, ticks a lot of boxes. And big news to report with Sweet Deal, it's been sold and there's been a verbal that you're very happy about after that. Tell us what happened. Yes, uh, wrapped uh, Luster Lodge, uh, bought the mare, um, a pretty good value too, I thought, you know, for 850. Uh, lovely mare, wrapped to get her back and she'll head to Queensland in a couple of weeks for three runs up there, uh, starting off in the Helen Coughlin in three weeks' time. And that'll be the last campaign? That'll be the last campaign. She'll have three runs and then go to study. Okay, so what did she go for, Sweet Deal? 850. 850,000, yep. And they'll race her on? They race her on, and I think some of the original owners are going back into her as well. Good. Okay, Good okay so we'll see her a little bit more. Um, what are some of the other uh, names that went through that sale? Uh, Celebrity Queen, she went for 2.5 million, went to Coolmore, mm -hmm. and then Yulong bought in her time for 2.2 million. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So some great, I mean, they're, yeah, they're great mares. And yeah, they have fantastic yeah. racing careers, but um, Into the Abyss, she made big money as well. Yeah, and she did. Some really, some really nice types going through the sale, but there were also some, also some good value as well. Remember that mare Savan, who was mm. trained by John O'Shea, he had a tremendous turn of foot. Yeah. She's a horse that probably, her race record doesn't represent what she, her ability was. She made 300,000 and yeah. will go to a good home, Lavina Park. And very, very rare to get your hands on Bob Peters' um, family. Yeah, yeah, well, that one, that's why she that. bought, you know, get uh, some of those beautiful families, mm. Bob's. He's got so many fillies and mares out of that family, so it's nice to get a little piece of it if, for Coolmore, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, She'd be, she'll be going to a decent stallion. So when you look at Sweet Deal over the next few weeks, I mean, she's going to potentially increase massively in value if she wins a Tats Tiara. Oh, of course. And that's, that's well within her reach this yeah. month. Yeah. And she can earn a lot of prize money along the way as well, yeah. which will go a long way to paying for that purchase price. If she wins a Tats Tiara, Nash will be right. She'll be <laughs> worth $2 million. <laughs> that's exactly. Back on the that's market. what everyone yeah. kept asking me if Nash bought her. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, Chris Lee's. Um, he'll always have a, a big hand at, at Scone Cup meeting and also uh, the Rose Hill meeting on Saturday. It's Lily going to the Scone Cup. Yeah, she's a Musselbrook Cup winner. Uh, she ran really well in the Kenzo track a couple of weeks ago and um, she'll make a presence felt there, I'd suggest. Turning to Rose Hill on Saturday and across those feature races, the Hortensia Stakes, Zanaya and Tactical Advantage, what can you say? Yeah, Zanaya done a really good job in the Stakes race in Queensland recently. Uh, had a nice trial last week and seems to be in good order. And Tactical Advantage, he seems to be coming up well. He may take a run, but his two trials have been have pleased and um, 
he, he's won well there previously over the same track and distance. You've got Candy going to the Denise's Joy. Good race for that horse? Yeah, um, we just kept her a little fresh and um, she had a trial last Wednesday and pleased in that trial. It'll be a strong race, but I think um, certainly a race she could uh, figure in. The richest race across those two days is the three-year-old Guineas and you've got Midland going there. Yeah, he's on trial at the trip, but um, he's two wins back from a spell of being encouraging and he's certainly ready to be stepped up and give himself a chance in a race like that. And what's the latest with Mugatu ahead of this Brisbane campaign? Uh, he come through Wednesday's trial well. Um, he'll have a gallop um, through the week at Newcastle before we send him up to Queensland. Uh, and let's hear from John O'Shea about the Scone Cup and other features. We'll probably run uh, Black on Goal, Burdebeck and maybe Kerwin's Lane. We'll just see how he draws. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have a nice hand. Uh, they're fresh horses on the scene and, and both, all horses sort of got good mile records, you know. Rock O'Clock has been so good to you as you re-establish yourself among the top trainers and it's going around in the Dark Jewel Classic? Yeah, re really top performance um, for her, uh, you know, first up. But she got a right scenario for her and she loves that sort of bit of galloping room, sort of coming with three wide trek, trek in three wide. And we, we considered running her at uh, the coast, but I just felt Gosford probably is not a track, you know, and, and I'm glad we've sort of made that decision because the wet ground probably doesn't suit her either. So. She can go to Scone um, on a big track where it really suits her and hopefully just draws out a little and there'll be no reason. On the strength of form out of that race, I, I think she can run well again. Everyone will be watching on Saturday when one of the rising stars of racing goes round lost and running in the Luskin Star with a new jockey, Tommy Berry. Yeah, no, he's in great form uh, and, he, and he worked well this morning. Um, he's have a nice gallop on Tuesday morning and then we just shut him down in preparation for the race. Uh, He's holding his form really well. We can't fold him, so we're looking forward to, yeah, next week. And it doesn't end there because in the Denise's Joy, you've got Newsreader. Yeah, uh, she's a you know, great first-up horse and trial beautifully on Friday and snobby and fit. And, um, it's the right race for her, you know. She uh, she can draw a gate. I think she's going to run very well. She wouldn't want it too wet, but, um, you know, her, her last two wins have been pretty strong and it's a nice race for her to finally get some black tie. OK, let's have a look at... Uh, well, this bloke, all he, the only thing missing was a pint of Guinness. Here's Neil Payne. Well, we'd like to think he'll win. He's um, run two good races, one over the 1,500, then the, then the 1,800. And, like, Gay Nature do think he's a better miler. So he's got away with the 1,800 last start, and they're bringing him back to the mile of this game cup because it fits into his plans perfect. Um, he's done terrific at home. He, he's a very easy-going horse. Um, just pokes around at home, enjoys himself, and he's done good. You want to win a mile anywhere, it's good to know that the horse can win over a little bit further than that. That's exactly right. And also, let's hope, well, that the track will be dry that day, because even though he's won on a wet track, he's much better on a firm track. So, being Scone, a great track, and, and Gay and Adrian would love to win a Scone Cup. Um, up there in the Hunter Valley, Gay loves getting up there, so does Adrian. So. The Scone Cup is very high on Mr. Spendle's engine. Agenda, I should say. <laughs> he, he looks like a little leprechaun. <laughs> he does. A, you can pick him up and put him in your front yard. You, you know his daughter, Sheridan. Does she dress the Channel 7? Yeah, she girl? dresses myself and the Channel 7 girls. Uh, yeah, really? She's a stylist. Yeah, assistant well, stylist. Sheridan. Yeah, Sheridan Payne. Sheridan? She's, <laughs> she's, she's got... Sheridan. She's learned all the do's and don'ts from the father. <laughs> Sheridan, I think you've, I think you've got to forget about Channel Seven. They're fine. You've got, you've got another job. Look after your father. And from fathers, 
to mothers. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums watching. To my mum, Anne, who... She won't be watching. <laughs> but she'll catch it on replay. Yeah. yeah, to my mum, Bev, as well. And I'm sure your two little angels have got something in store for you today. Yeah, too. Who, who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, happy Mother's Day to my mum, Mimi. She won't be watching. She'll be asleep by now. Yes, it's middle of the night. Mm. Yeah, but she does always watch the replay just to make sure that you two blokes are nice to me. Sure. <laughs> always nice. <laughs> well, that's it. I think we're run out of time. We've just got to let... Normally they're telling us to hurry up. No. Now we're just, Oh, there's the music. Ready, please. Okay. Have we'll a wonderful be, day. Yeah, have a great day. And uh, we'll be back uh, to look at the two-day meetings from Scone on Friday, Rose Hill on Saturday, and 10,000 Day up there in Brisbane.